Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Look at that hair. Look at that face. Dante Greco. Dante was me yours truly. I'm gonna come. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in America. This is the Dante Greco Show live. Welcome. Hope you're all having a fantastic Christian girl autumn. I got Twitter blue, by the way. I signed up for it. Overall, now Twitter blue, if you don't know, is uh, what Elon Musk is offering for $8 a month. And it's it comes with a verification badge, the little blue check mark, and some other some other features and let me tell you i have used absolutely none of the features i only got it so that i could uh get the check mark which is worth it i'm glad i did also because he stopped offering it literally this the day after i signed up for it so yeah that's pete davidson and his new conquest emily ratchikowski ratchikowski emily radish uh, he's moved on now. I don't know if this is a move. It, it's some might consider this a lateral move. Now that's not to be uh, meant as a slight on Emily or her looks or whatever, but like, you know, Kim K was a billionaire when he was with Kim K, he was getting invitations to go up to space with Jeff Bezos. I'm not sure he's going to get the same and having dinner with Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, whose assistant puked in my car years ago and she didn't even offer to have it clean. But that's a st- you can check out my video on that on my page. Uh, yeah. So uh, Emily Regica, like, hey, not a bad move. Lateral move, probably, but not a bad rebound for Pete. Uh it's I'm glad to say he's not going in like some extreme alternate direction. You know, he's not dating somebody that's just like a, a total what the fuck. It's good. I, I think that's a good sign because you worry about him. He gets so in love with these women. And then when it inevitably ends because of his uh, he, he just seems like. You know, anything could push him over the edge if it goes wrong. And it's kind of like as, a, as a, uh, a member of the public, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan, but I don't dislike him. You know, I did. I was always annoyed with his attitude on SNL because it seemed like he was too cool for the room. He would come in. He clearly either hadn't rehearsed or he was trying to make it seem like he barely knew the lines and he barely knew the blocking and he would just kind of like do it. And it was like. You know, everyone else is trying to give it their all in the sketch, putting on performances, and he just kind of comes in like, ah, I guess I'm acting on SNL, right? Like, I don't think this is cool, but whatever. I guess I have to do this. So I'm sure he's a nice guy. I interviewed him once, actually. He was a nice guy. Nice, you know. As a friend of mine likes to say, everyone's a nice guy, but who are they really? I don't know. Um, so that annoyed me about him. And I've heard rumors, and of course we can't substantiate them, but the rumors always were that the cast was kind of annoyed too. Like he wouldn't show up to rehearsals. He'd blow things off. He would come in with like a half-assed performance thing. So it's like, you know. Um, 
how where, where am I going? Oh yeah, yeah. So when he gets into a new relationship with like an Emily Ratchikowski, you just think like, all right, well, when she breaks it off, is he gonna be okay? Now, I don't think that she would be able to push him over the edge because in some ways, this is actually one of the first in a long time that he one of the first conquests in a long time that he's going to raise the status of i think yes she's famous yes she's been a model uh made her way up through the music video industry i think she was on a disney show as a kid and that's where she really got her start but like made her way up posing nude and being in music videos now is married and occasionally writes blogs about feminism and i guess she has a podcast where she talked to Julia Fox, Kanye's ex from earlier this year, the girl from Uncut Gems, who, by the way, it was pissing me off because she always shows up everywhere with these um, bleached eyebrows. Let me see if I can find this. Julia Fox. Like, I hate this look. She does it. Kim Kardashian does it. Like so many people think this is so, I don't know what weird European space, like future look they think that this is, but it's very off-putting the bleached eyebrows or the no eyebrows. Like remember last week I was talking about Mindy from the year 3000, what they think a human being is going to look like. That's what I think a human being is going to look like in the year 3000 more than a, a, a smartphone clawed, you know, half lobster freak woman that they, the scientists made up. It's this. She's got to show, stop showing up places looking like a swan. I, I just don't think it's attractive. You know, Kanye is super into the world of fashion. So like he always wants these weird ass looks, but you notice he doesn't really, I mean, he had bleached hair a few years ago and there was that one time he showed up wearing blue contacts, but he doesn't really mess with his face that much. Uh, he does wear outfits that look like he's coming into, you know, like, like scary hazmat suits, you know, gas masks, like he's in uh, all quiet on the Western front or some shit. Anyways, the bleached eyebrow look drives me crazy. However, I did hear her give an explanation of it, which made sense, which is that men don't like it. And so she, 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 it drives her ex crazy, the father of her son crazy. And so she does it because it repels him and other men. So once I heard that explanation, I was kind of okay with it. As long as it's not some pretentious fashion, look at me like I am from the future and we are so much better than you with the bleached eyebrows. And right. As long as it's not some of that type of bullshit, then I'm okay with it. Uh, getting back to Pete. Yeah, he, for the first time in a long time, it's debatable. He and Cassie David, Larry David's daughter, dated before Ariana Grande, like way back in the day. That was kind of his first celebrity girlfriend, I think, that we knew about. And it like he was known on Saturday Night Live, but he wasn't that successful. And Cassie David's father, Larry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry is a billionaire. So that's a pretty big move. So that was kind of like an equal footing, I think. But. Pete definitely has far outshone her when it comes to fame. Uh, Emily Ratchikowski, again, she has a baby. She has a podcast. She talks about feminism. Uh, come on. How do I get back to my freaking pay? Whatever. You know what she looks like. It's Emily Ratchikowski. And she, uh, he helps her. I think he keeps her relevant now. 
Pete, as opposed to Ariana Grande and Kim, who elevated him. And it's like, once you get to Kim, in terms of just the success, where else does he go? Um, as I said before, maybe he starts dating a member of the Saudi royal family if he wants to go for money or for fame. Who else is a more famous? I don't know. Nicole Kidman, maybe. But that's that brings him into a different level. of. I guess it depends on what level of society he wants to move up into. Is he ready to move up into polite society? Uh, should he be dating, you know, Angela Merkel or something? I don't know. Let's move on. So there was annoying, uh, annoying celebrity stuff this week. I have a sip of my Celsius. Oh, yeah. Like I was saying, I signed up for Twitter Blue only to get the uh, check mark. As you can see here, the Dante Greco show is now official with only 75 followers. Never would have happened if I didn't pay that $8. And I'm glad I did because, like I said, they shut down the program the day after I signed up. If you want to help me out and follow my Twitter account, you know, so I don't have such paltry, anemic Twitter follower numbers, that would be fantastic. But you don't have to. Do whatever you want. But, yeah, verified. Okay, so let's get to these annoying celebrities. This was last week. But Sean Penn hands over his Oscar to Zelensky and says he can keep it until Ukraine's victory. This is one of those moves that makes people hate Hollywood. Like, and the fact that he did this during an election week, you know, if you're a Democrat, you got to be sitting there and saying, Sean, don't do like everyone already thinks Hollywood is like crazy and self-absorbed and living in a bubble and woke. And then you go over and give your Oscar to Zelensky. Like that makes one goddamn difference. Everyone's already kind of getting fed up with Zelensky because of, you know, he's appearing at award shows and he's, he's, he, he was filming. He was filming in the subway in Ukraine, while they're being invaded still, he was filming an episode of My Next Guest with David Letterman. They set up two tables like it was a set in the subway in Ukraine. Like, what the fuck? And I like David Letterman, by the way. I like him a lot. I don't I like him. And, and from Letterman's perspective, if Zelensky agrees to that, I'm there too. But everyone's already getting, you know, getting a little tired of this. So then Sean Penn goes over there. And he thinks he's the most important, serious man in the world. You know, I, I used to see him when I was out interviewing. And it's just like, dude, yeah, he's made some good movies, uh, some great movies. But he takes himself so seriously. And like, he's going over to Ukraine and I'm going to give you my Oscar and keep it until Ukraine's victory. Like, it has, it's going to have no bearing on the outcome and i know it's a symbolic thing and it's supposed to be meaningful but it just makes everyone else look at actors and say you self-absorbed prick why who would you're making this about you you got a big picture now with you and Zelensky handing him your oscar and this is so like he should be out strategizing not taking your oscar take that thing and throw it out the fucking window suit up and i'm not gonna suit up but you suit up if you want to go over there and make this about you at least go pull some audie murphy shit 
the other guy in Hollywood. And by the way, I like Hollywood. Uh, I, you know, I, I enjoy movies. I wanted to, uh, I've been an actor. I've done things, you know, I love Hollywood. Love show business, but this type of stuff, the lack of self-awareness still. Now this might fly in like the nineties when Sean Penn would get a big write up in the Hollywood reporter or variety or something. And then it would be like, Oh, Sean Penn, what a humanitarian. He He's so brave. He went over and gave his Oscar to Zelensky. In the social media age where everyone can get like 50 different angles on what's going on and like we have so much content to swallow, we don't have time. It's just like it, it was a waste of time. Mail it over there. I don't know. Have one of those Amazon drones drop it off. It just smacks of look at me. The other guy, Rain Wilson from The Office and other stuff. The Office star, Rain Wilson, has changed his name to Rainfall Heatwave Extreme Winter Wilson to protest climate change. This is even worse than those just stop oil people who are throwing soup all over paintings in museums. Like this, what is he thinking? Does anybody in any position of power to do something about cutting back carbon emissions is any oil company ceo gonna look at this and be like oh my god we have to do something we have to stop rain fall heat wave extreme winter wilson you're not even that famous where this is gonna make a big splash most people never even probably heard about this shit like what the you, 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 no one this makes literally no difference again this is what i'm talking about when people think oh, hollywood's out of touch they're too woke. They're in a bubble. They're coastal elites. Yeah, they think this type of shit matters. It's a virtue signaling masterclass. It's arrogant. And then you put out a press release about this because he had to. He had to tell people. It's not like he, what was he going to sit around and wait for someone to be like, what's your name again? Actually, it's Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson. Act. Uh, it's not Rain Wilson anymore. It's just lame. It's just lame. Anyways. There it is. Dante Greco Show verified on Twitter. Elon Musk called me personally and made that happen. This was kind of funny. I saw this when I was just on Twitter. Now, I don't know who this guy is. He's called Car World. My shirt is blending in with the background today. I don't know what it is. I ordered a green screen from some company, and they just never sent it. So now I just have my wall behind me. And uh, that's why the production values look like, you know, some mid-2000s public access show. All right. So this guy, Car World on Twitter. I don't know who that is, but. He was passing out flyers in New York City and Alec Baldwin happened to drive by with his wife, Ilaria. Let's take a listen. Car world. I said, let's take this. Hey, uh, would you like to learn more about car world, Mr. Baldwin? It's a planet in an alternate dimension where um, I've lived. I've had sex with Karak and then Karak... <laughs> The leader of Car World. Like to say that. Thank you. <laughs> Car World. 
I don't know what this is, but it was just funny to see Alec Baldwin pop up in this guy's world and be so disturbed and perturbed by this guy. Uh, is that Hilaria? I guess that's not Hilaria. Who is that? Must be his assistant or something. Uh, you look exhausted. Alec Baldwin, I like him, but he's a bit of an elitist himself, which I'm not against. You know, there are positive positive uh there there are benefits to being an elitist he has an appreciation for the common man but i think he looks down on the common man you could tell by sort of i've heard him in interviews where he'll reference you know oh and you're out on the street in new york city and people come up and they go you know he puts on his accent kind of not mocking but like i i think he feels like he's risen above all of this so it's funny to see him confronted by some strange, balding 30-year-old man on the streets. And what is Carwell? And by the way, Alex's re Alec, Alex reaction is what most of our reaction would be if we saw this guy. I'm, su I'm surprised he thought it was safe enough to pull up and take it. Like when I see that, I don't even care if it seems fun. I just keep it pushing. You don't want to get into a conversation with these people. I live in L.A. There's all kind of crazy people standing on the side of the road when you're driving by. Um, Would you like to learn more about Car World, Mr. Baldwin? It's a planet in an alternate dimension where um, I've lived. I had sex with Karak, and then Karak is the leader of Car World. Thank you. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so I tried to look into what Car World is, and I didn't exactly find out. I think it's some kind of comedy thing. There's a whole species of comedian, mostly I feel like in New York, who lean into like balding, uh, like balding, but with long hair in the back and just like, it's always been a thing. I feel like that comedians think they don't have to care about their appearance and, you know, the shittier you look, the more relatable you are or something. I don't like that. I don't, I, you know, I like that the new crop of comedians is kind of in shape and, you know, looks kempt as opposed to unkempt. And like, you know, they seem like they got it together a little bit. It's not always I know that people that go into comedy can sometimes be um, more antisocial, I suppose. But you don't have to look terrible to be a comedian, I think, in this day and age. You don't have to. Uh, how do I get back? Sorry. Urgh. Just trying to share my screen for Christ's sake. Okay, so Car World, I tried to find out what he is. I don't know what this is. William Banks of Car World, where he was loved. Top 7.9% on OnlyFans. So I thought that was a joke, right? So I clicked the OnlyFans. Like, I, I don't know what this is anymore. Is this supposed to be a comedy bit? William and Caroline, real horny couple nude comedy movies. The worst combination of like possible content. Real world couple nude comedy movies. Scroll down to watch our hits like Body Jazz and Sick Donald Trump in Hospital Strip Tease. Uh-huh. So I think they're a, 
comedic comic team, but also has an OnlyFans. Conan O'Brien knows the guy. Now, Conan O'Brien's a very nice guy. I've interviewed him multiple times. I've told my story about years and years ago where he tracked me down to give me a tip from a Christmas party. And you know, great guy. I could see him looking at this guy and taking pity on him and being like, okay, sure, I'll take some pictures with you, pal. Unless he works for Conan. But I don't want to believe that. Um, Car World Gala on Friday. I wonder if that's, let's see, this was two hours ago. What's today? Monday? I guess that's this week. I'll have to monitor the situation to find out what the Car World Gala is. What's going on, Natalie? I just saw your comment. Um, the apostles of Car World have created medallions of their tat passes for the gala on Friday. Yeah, it's like that like indie comedy thing that's going on in the rest of the uh in the in the East Coast. I I I I don't want to delve too far into it. I just was amused to see Alec Baldwin pulled into their world. <laughs> Car world. Okay. This next story I want to talk about. Larsa Pippin. If you don't know who that is, she was the ex-wife and father or mother of the children of basketball player Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen won six championships with the Chicago Bulls alongside Michael Jordan. And he's been divorced for Larsa for a little while, but she now is apparently dating Michael Jordan's son, Marcus. Now, there are reports that she used to babysit him as a child. I don't know if that's true or not, so I'm not going to make my uh commentary based on that you know because if it's not true then i look like an asshole but larsa dating michael jordan's son now michael and scotty don't have the best relationship they always they got along well enough when they were winning championships but in the last several years it seems like there's a bit of a uh, unhappiness on scotty's side towards michael for not getting enough credit and it really flared up when uh, a couple years ago they had that great documentary, The Last Dance, all about the years of the Chicago Bulls dynasty. And Scotty and other teammates of Jordan felt that once again they were being swept under the rug a little bit, not given the credit they deserved for how well the team performed, and that it was just like all Michael. Michael was alone and he did it all himself. That's debatable. But the point is, I think they're beefing with each other. I think Scotty even wrote a book where. He had some unkind words about Michael Jordan to say. So to see this has got to be like taking a knife and sticking it in his heart. Like, how bad can it be? Now, Larsa Pippen is very, you know, she's cool. She was a friend of the Kardashians. I've interviewed her before. She's always been nice to me. Uh, I've interviewed Scotty, too. And now I realize why he always seems so miserable when I was trying to talk to him. Like, Real, like a real downer like every once in a while he would give a good sound bite but for the most part he would just kind of like sit there sullenly and you know and it pissed me off too because he would show up to one of the most popular spots for celebrities and for photographers in beverly hills called il pestayo it's right in the heart of beverly hills on canon every celebrity goes there they have a dish named after justin bieber on the menu like celebrities go there all the time he would sit there outside, and then when people would come up and take pictures and try to interview him, it'd be, he, he'd look like, w -w -w he'd look unhappy, like, sorry, 
as I always say, it's the playing field. The playing field is Beverly Hills, West Hollywood. If you show up there as a celebrity, it's because you know, and you're probably courting the the attention. You know that, that we're going to be there, and we know you're going to be there, and we meet up, and we do our business, and then we go our separate ways, okay? If you want to be not seen so frequently, go hang out in Koreatown or the Valley or, like, you know, Studio City, Santa Monica, like any number of other places. Don't come to the heart of Beverly Hills, to the most popular restaurant in Beverly Hills, and think that you're just going to anonymously slip in and out without somebody coming up with a camera. You always look miserable, but this explains it. Now, she's dated other people, most notably Future. He's a big-time rapper. But, like, this to me is... A step too far. The son of your ex's teammate who he won championships with but doesn't like anymore. Like, does she just hate Scottie Pippen? And then if you're her kids, how do you like it? Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. They are, in fact, dating. Their relationship turned romantic around a month ago. They've been spending a lot of time together in Miami. I like, I don't know if I was Michael Jordan, I might have to say, Marcus, come on, man. Like I did win six championships with Scotty. This is a little much. You can find somebody else. You don't have to pick Larsa. I don't know who instigated the relationship with who, but I feel bad for Scotty and I'm not really a Scotty Pippen fan, but I got to feel bad for him. I know he's six ten, and he's, you know, got some money, not as much as today's players, but he's got some money. Uh, still like, what do you even do? You know, how he, he, he can't like do anything to her or to him without facing legal repercussions i'm sure he he just has to sit there and take it scotty pippen i don't know maybe he should leave the country just go live somewhere else go live in mongolia in a yurt or something just get away from social media get away from the news just just go because it seems like she's going to keep doing this and there really is no recourse you know we don't need another oj simpson situation here so for the love of God, somebody talk to her. And again, I like Larsa. I, she's gave me a couple of good sound bites. You know, always nice. But fuck, man, I got to get my honest opinion. Sorry. Jay Leno from the Tonight Show. I wasn't going to really talk about the story until I saw this update that he's okay. He was, if you didn't see it, burned today. Now, Jay Leno. Used to host a Tonight Show, legendary comedian, and he loves cars. He's got a gigantic garage. I think he has multiple garages where he keeps all kinds of cars. I've seen Jay Leno driving around L.A. in like a Model T or, or older, and you know he'll like honk his novelty horn, like, and then he'll like turn and smile. You know, it's it's nice. It's fun to run into Jay. He was in, although. A terrible interview. Anytime you try to interview him, you'd be like, hey, Jay, so, uh, you know, 
David Letterman is retiring and he's got a new show. And then he would do this thing where he'd be like, he pretends that your mic isn't working. And he'll go, oh, well, you know, that. And I think that. And I thought, yeah. okay. You know, like your mic was cutting out. So, but still, nice guy, funny guy. His face was burned in an accident today at one of his car shops. Uh, it was a gasoline fire. It seemed to explode unexpectedly, burned the left side of his face. But apparently it did not penetrate his eyes or his ear. So he's okay. I'm sure his hair was penetrated and burned off. But uh, he seems to be okay. You don't like to hear something like this. I mean, you know, whatever you think, if you're a fan of Letterman or Leno or whatever, you don't want to hear about a guy getting his face burned. It's just horrible. But Leno is saying that uh, he's okay. He says, I got some serious burns from a gasoline fire. I'm okay. I just need a week or two to get back on my feet. It's time for headlines. So he's going to be okay. Uh I wonder if this will change his feeling about cars. He's physically okay, but there is some damage to the comedian. A person close to Leno told person close to Leno told NBC, "Yeah, will he still be like? I just can't wait to get back in the garage." Or is he gonna be a little traumatized and keep his distance? I don't know. That's the thing when you're working on these weird cars and these old cars. Like, who knows if? Um, him and jerry seinfeld are just like two car maniacs seinfeld apparently has every porsche in the world or something but leno collects all the other stuff i gotta protect my face i can't have my face burned off yeah so this is a look inside jay leno's garage who does he look like right there? He kind of looks like, I don't know. He's wearing his jean. He had, he must have been wearing that jean suit that he wears everywhere, literally everywhere. Denim shirt, denim jeans. Like he's Mr. Blue Collar, literally. Blue collar, blue pant leg. He must save a fortune. He says that he doesn't spend any of the money he made from the Tonight Show. He only spends his stand-up money. And he must also save a fortune on clothing because it's the same denim outfit. It's kind of a weird. It's got to be an OCD thing for this many years. Like we're talking probably 30 years of just wearing denim when he wasn't wearing a suit for The Tonight Show, just wearing a denim shirt and pant combination. No one ever stepped... His wife, Mavis, never stepped in and said, Jay, you know, like, how about this year you, you get a different color shirt? Or how about slacks? Jay, how about a polo? You know? Fuck it. Put a dress on. Just like something different. God. Damn, he probably makes his own clothes. Oh, it saves time. I, I just love stitching. It's great. I can get, uh, I go down and uh, I go to uh, Buffalo Exchange and I get, uh, you know, textiles and I get all kind of used.
pieces of clothing that people will sell and I just turn them into denim suits. It's great. Work on my suits, work on my cars. Well, anyway, we don't want to be too mean to Jay Leno. He's a good guy. Hey. All right. So Twitter, there's been a lot of talk about Twitter today. Um, yeah. The reason they shut down the program was, uh, did you hear this? The reason they shut down the program is because so many people were impersonating real famous people. That's right. Um, uh, these were some of the funniest. This guy, Joshua P. Hill, on Twitter, compiled a list of some of the funniest fake accounts, spoof parody accounts that got Elon Musk to kill the program. Ultimately, I think what did it was Eli Lilly, which is a big company, and that's as the extent of what I know about them. Uh, apparently, they sell insulin. And so someone tweeted with a fake parody account that uh, they were now offering, offering insulin for free. And that tanked their stock price, knocked about $20 billion in value off of them. So I think when that happened and then all the advertisers started to pull out and say, hey, like we're, we're not going to sit here while George W. Bush says, I miss killing Iraqis. Uh, that's what prompted the, the shutdown of the program. And by the way, I hope they don't open it back up because I got in before it closed and I don't want anyone else to get in. The issue with the Twitter blue was that anyone who pays $8, $8 a month can get that check mark. And then when you like click on the check mark, it says, oh, this person is verified because of Twitter blue. Whereas legacy accounts that were already verified, it would say this person is verified because, you know, they're someone of note. Um, I like this, that they shut it down because it means it's hard to get verified again. And I wish every other social media app would offer this Instagram, Facebook, you should all offer it if I can pay because like even though it's meaningless, it still means something like visually when you see that blue check mark next to a name, it does make you feel like it's a more important opinion. And I am a member of the media. God damn it. I should be verified. OK, so this is some of the funny ones. George W. Bush, I miss killing Iraqis. Uh, Ben Shapiro, conservative commentator, Matt Walsh. He's the guy who did the documentary. What is a woman where he goes and asks people, what is, a you know, um, trans gender affirming doctors and whatnot. What is a woman? Uh, Matt Walsh won't stop calling me and talking about genitalia. This one got a lot of people upset. President Biden, I'm over here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be monetized on this episode. I'll read it, you know, for the purposes of, of news. I'm over here stroking my dick. I got lotion on my dick right now. President Biden. I'm over here stroking my dick. I got lotion on my dick right now. I don't do a good Biden. Actually, let me let me try to do the voices. Let's make it more interesting. <laughs> I miss killing Iraqis. Ben Shapiro really sound like Matt, Matt Walsh. Uh, won't stop calling me and talking about genitalia. Eh. OJ Simpson confessed. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did that shit. Hey, Twitter world. I did that shit. Dave Chappelle, trans women are women. No longer team turf, y'all. Not really funny, but I get why they did it. Tony Blair. I miss killing Iraqis. Same, to be honest. 
It's funny stuff. This one got everyone upset. The Nintendo account tweeted out a picture of Super Mario giving the middle finger, and you know, the children. Everyone got upset. That was that was another one, but whatever. Uh, there are other funny ones. I don't think it's that interesting for me to just sit here and read them all for you. This one was like disturbing. Uh, Ted Cruz, the first time I entered my human wife, <laughs> I said, groaning into her ear, this is exactly how my mother said it would feel. And then Ben Shapiro said, oh, my God, you got me kind of horny right now, Mr. Cruz. And Ted Cruz said, have you ever tasted the entrails of a man, Ben? There is no carnal pleasure as delectable. So people were just having so much fun on Twitter. And then um, they killed the whole program. Like I said, fine with me. Before we wrap things up, a couple things. Crypto, big crash. Just to simplify it, a crypto exchange where people had a lot of money on there. It turned out that they were gambling. Or not gambling, but they, they would take investors' coins and use them to invest in other speculative, speculative coins in the hopes that they would go up because, you know, for a couple of years there, it seemed like crypto was only going up. And then they lost a bunch of money because the crypto market has crashed and burned. I luckily haven't been too burned by it. I have like, you know, some, but not much. And I don't pay any attention to it. And I just, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's lost. If it ever turns into something, great. But I don't, uh, you know, I, I'm I, the, the bloom is off the rose. Okay. Uh, Anyways, the, the exchange that went bankrupt is called FTX, and they previously sponsored the Miami Heat basketball team's arena. It's called FTX Arena. Uh, similar to Los Angeles, Crypto.com Arena is where the Lakers play. They paid $700 million for those naming rights. Now, I don't know how long that's going to last, but we'll see. Um, terrible name, by the way. But at the same point, it used to be called the Staples Center, which is what it was like during the Kobe and Shaq years up until last year. And, you know, I like the name Staples Center. It just sounds good. But really, what has Staples, the company, done to keep up to date? Like, why do they deserve to keep the name of the arena? Staples Center. Staples has dropped off the face of the earth, really, when you think about it. They're not that relevant anymore. Staples being called the Staples Center was the most you ever heard about Staples. So they really dropped the ball and didn't keep up their end of the bargain. Um, however, crypto.com may not have been the best choice. But the uh, Miami Heat Bang Bros, which is some porn site, has submitted a bid, another bid apparently, to name the Miami Heat's arena Bang Bros Are Bang Bros Center, BBC, that also stands for, you know, another uh, uh, disgusting term from the world of, you know, that type of thing. Bang Bros Center, Miami Bang Bros Center. Back here at the Bang Bros Center where Jimmy Butler has a triple-double. I mean, if there's one city that's going to do something wild like that, it, it'd be Miami. They should do it. Fuck it. 
do it for six months. Do it for the rest of this season. This is such a weird season anyway, and everyone says that the Miami Heat aren't going to go that far this year. Do it. For the rest of the season, we're going to be called the Bang Bros Center. See what happens. Honestly, merchandise, the amount of money they could make on merch in the state, Bang Bros Center. Fuck. Okay, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Let's do one last sweep. Uh, Carrie Lake prepared to lose. Yeah, the election didn't go how a lot of people expected. But, you know, honestly, that that's... Uh, you're not going to get anything new from me on the election. I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know. So I'm going to kind of avoid that. However, Donald is supposedly announcing tomorrow... That could be interesting. I will be watching for that. I'm back. Uh, Leno hospitalized. Tensions, tensions, fighting age. Yeah, I think that just about... Oh, four University of Idaho students are seen smiling in a photograph hours before they were killed. Okay. You know, you can always tell it's a slow news day. I'm not trying to be mean, you know, no disrespect to the dead, but it's a slow news day when the Daily Mail has an Ohio murder mystery about people we've never heard of. Like, usually it's something celebrity-focused or politics. Whenever it's this, they're trying to really zero in on the, um, like, the true crime fandom, and they're trying to get some clicks, I think. I haven't worked for the Daily Mail, but th that's my opinion when I see this. Yeah, a bewildering choice. RFK is baffled by his family's decision to honor Prince Harry and Meghan with prestigious Human Rights Award in New York City. As tickets for glitzy December gala go on sale for up to $1 million. Uh, he's right. You know, I'm starting to think that Meghan and Harry are, are a money laundering operation. Like a million dollars to be in their presence, they don't do anything. What human rights? What have they done? Make bad, boring content for Spotify and Netflix? Put out books that nobody reads? Move to Montecito? They, what have they done? There's literally nothing they've done. Harry goes to the UN and gives some awkward, uncomfortable speech that nobody gave a fuck about. Like, this is the same as a Sean Penn sending his Oscar to Zelensky and Rain Wilson changing his name to Rainstorm close the window wilson or whatever the fuck it changed his name to it's horse shit i'm just gonna go all out and lose my all, all my monetization on this episode fuck it barely anything anyway at this daily mail website force reload yes yes please some of us are doing live shows Harry and Meghan will be honored at the annual Ripple of Hope Gala on December 6th. They are among laureates of this year's award and share it with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Of course. Of course. And Sean Penn will present it, I'm sure. You two have done so much for this country. It is blatantly ludicrous. Yeah, that they should be honored when their arsh well foundation is so new. What could it possibly have done? Have, do they even have a, a food kitchen? Do they feed? You know, if Harry and Meghan wanted to make a big splash in the human rights world, 
Why don't they go out to Skid Row in Los Angeles, drive a couple hours south from Montecito, hit Skid Row for a month straight and clean it up, fix it, feed people, get them the necessary shots that they need, get them antibiotics, get them, you know, in a reading program, get them in job placement if they're new, get them off the pot, get sweep up all the, the fentanyl and toss it into the, do something. Make a real difference. Princess Diana would do that. Princess Diana would be down on Skid Row or in any tent city on any block, which is every block in L.A. Or like not every block, but like every on every freeway overpass. There's there's a tent city underneath, underneath it. She'd be over there shaking hands. She'd sleep the night. Princess Diana would sleep in a tent with a homeless person to make a difference. Megan like goes out for uh, manicures in downtown Montecito. They won't let homeless people in downtown Montecito. You know, they have a sniper posted that shoots anybody that looks homeless in Montecito. Just kidding. I don't need some Alex Jones uh, lawsuit. Is bewildered and baffled. RFK Jr. Yeah, he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. They don't do anything except show up looking to be feted and then backstage, Harry begs for voiceover jobs. Harry is backstage, going to be backstage at this gala asking people to purchase cameos from him and Megan for charity. A million dollars to sit here at this table. This is, a, it's like, okay, no, I don't know. To me, if I were to invent something like this, let me put it this way, because I don't know what the libel laws are. I would invent something like this to launder money. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. It's just kind of crazy. Million dollars to sit at the head table, 500,000, 250,000. A friend, 2,500, one ticket to the awards dinner. I could buy that. I should buy that. Maybe I should go. When is this? No, no date. A one plate ticket for $2,500. Alec Baldwin will emcee the event. Hello, everyone. You look exhausted. Forrest Whitaker, Alfred Woodard, Bradley Whitford, Kate Mulgrew. Don Lemon, Van Jones. Yeah. It's just going to be one big celebrity jerk-off session. Again, I love Hollywood. I love, I love movies. I love the, I'm, I'm down with the whole thing. But this stuff is bad. It makes everyone look out of touch. If you look at the people who have been awarded the Robert Kennedy Prize in the past. Oh, no wonder he's so upset. I missed that part. RFK Jr. is mad because it's named after his father. Well, he should be. You know what? Compared to RFK, I mean, really, what have Megan and Harry done? Bill and Hillary, Nancy Pelosi, Bishop Desmond Tutu. Yeah. So, again, I don't believe it's warranted. Uh, for some reason, I think that it's just there are still there's still a segment of the wealthy elite that is not obsessed, but like they're still charmed. They're still enraptured by the idea of royalty 
and the royal family. Even though most business people in the United States, you know, like like the royal family isn't even that rich. I think now, yeah, do they have powers that I'm not aware about? Of course, but like they have a combined net worth of twenty billion or something. That's not that rich. There's plenty of people richer than them. So people are just still into the idea of royalty. And they think it's special. They're buying into this. I don't know. This is like crypto. They are crypto. It seems nice and cool and like exciting. And then like you realize there's nothing to it. There's no real value behind it. Okay. This has been the Dante Greco show. Thank you for joining me. I will be back a couple more times this week. I'm not going to say when anymore because, uh, you know, my schedules keep changing. But uh, just, you know, turn on your notifications. That'll that'll do it. If you turn your notifications on, you'll see when I'm broadcasting. And uh, I will be back. And, you know, thank you for watching. And now let's go to the outro. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Dante. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell him your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. I know. Listen, I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my pal, Hal. And your horse in a parade. Have a good day.